Welcome to Hearthcast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. Be part of the show by calling 407-520-5342, following Hearthcast on Twitter, liking Hearthcast on Facebook, or emailing the show at contribute at hearthcast.com. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of Hearthcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hearthcast. It's episode number 76, recorded for you on June 16th, 2011, made possible by the kind folks at RiptideSoftware.com. We are casual players, we talk about wow, we talk about life, we talk about all points in between. Our show is just filled with tips, tricks, and lots of fun tidbits. All of which we hope lend themselves to you as avid players of this World of Warcraft game that we all play. And uh, Freckleface, you gotta let us know. Do you get Twitters on your phone yet? I thought you were supposed to help me set that up. You didn't cam your phone. You just went off. Because I'm like all about some Twitters on the phones and everything else now. All right, we'll have to make that part two next week. All right, we'll get back because I'm having like avid conversations with people. A all lot right. of yeah, I'm asking questions on uh, about like you know different specs and stuff that people play and uh-huh. getting a lot of good feedback. It's a lot. Of, it's awesome. very interesting, you know and. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on on Twitter, though. Like, there's some crazy... Crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. Like, you shouldn't share that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stuff... There's some stuff you want to know, you know? And then mm-hmm. there's stuff that you don't. Well, you said it's kind of anonymous, you know, screen name instead of, you know, your name. Yeah. Still. You know, it's crazy as people who share too much on um, Facebook. Right, and it's the real name is them. Yeah, you know what I love? Oh! Sad story. Sad story. Somebody posted up on their Facebook they they would pay, quote, a stack for someone to kill their baby father. Whoa. Yeah. And this other guy started replying and was like, yeah, you know, I just need the stack first and just tell me what he looks like and where he hangs out. Was it a cop? No. um, The girl's mother ended up calling the cops on them. (laughs) They both got charged. And the cop's quote was, I cannot believe how stupid people can be. Yeah. I, you know, I think I read something about that. Like, it's, it's very, it's very, it's all sounding very familiar to me. Yeah. So, it was recent. Yeah. That is crazy. Why would people do that? I yeah. Know. That was the sad part of it. The funny part of it is, is I, when I'm bored, I like to go over to lamebook.com. Yeah. And read all the fails. Yes. Isn't that the same thing as fail book? Yeah. Pretty similar. And yeah. sometimes the uh, um, stories kind of overlap. They show up in both places. Yeah. But it's still it's, fun. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. When I get bored, I post cryptic messages on Facebook. You do. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too. It's like my mother will be like, what was Root posting about? What does that mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Your mom calls me Root? You know what awesome. I mean. Awesome. <laughs> 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 she just earn points. Your mom's more awesome now. <laughs> All right. What do you say we kick this thing off? Eh? All right. Hearthcast Season 3 is proudly sponsored by... RiptideSoftware.com, the best in commercial and government software development. Zygor guys, grinding is a thing of the past. Show is also sponsored by Sysdom.com. That's S-Y-S-D-O-M.com. Uh, they're doing something really cool. It's first-class IT coaching and mentoring. Look, if you're an IT professional and you need an extra little bit of information, inside professional opinion or advice, then you really need to get hooked up with this guy. Uh, case in point. 
I was here at the office last night until 10.30. I would have been here much later, but I have, I got the deal with Sysdom. I'm on the mentoring program. And because of that, I get out of here by 10.30 because I had a question that I could not find the answer to. A simple IM over to Mike, and Mike took care of me. So I got out a lot earlier than that. Also, WowStringers.com. It's the only free social network that pays you to play the World of Warcraft without violating Blizzard's terms of services. It's pretty cool. Um, now, this episode is um, about tips for the casual raider. We have a special guest with us today for the main content, which is Garrett. Um, he came on Skype with us and gave us seven tips for the casual raider. Approved by his guildmaster. Who shall remain anonymous. Anonymous. That's right. Um, we also have a Zyger Guide update, uh, Corner of Carnage, Roots Auction House tip, and we're going to throw in an adopt pet. Really? An adopt yeah. pet? We haven't done those in a while. I know. That's cool. I've been looking, I look forward to that. Yep. And we gave a shout out to our guildmates over on Whisperwind. That's Alf and the Praetorian Guards. Um, friends and fans on our Facebook page. And people on Twitter. Are you going to list everyone on Twitter? No, not this week. I'll get it next week. Because okay. I think every week it would just get boring. Well, so every not week, that we don't every love everybody. No, nah, much love. They know that. If they follow me at Hearthcast Root, then they know that there's much love. There's always much love from us. Tons of it. Mm-hmm. So, Freckleface, what's been going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? All right. So, you remember how I said I tried to do a zone a week? I remember I said that would be rather ambitious. Right. But it's and not. And you said, it's, no, it's not. It's totally manageable. Okay. This week was Darkshire. Now, let me tell you kind of how I ended up in Darkshire. How did you kind of end up in Darkshire? I wanted to be in Darkshire when I was level 21. Okay. And I went over there and I could only pick up two quests. And I'm like, what is this mess? What is this mess? So, I went to the wetlands instead. Once I finished with the wetlands, I was level 26. So I had a couple options. There was um, Call to Arms that sent me over to uh, Northern Stranglethorn Vale or to Arathi Highlands. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Darkshore, see if I can pick up some quests. Everything is green. And I was trying to decide if I should, you know, stay in Darkshire or I should say Duskwood. I always get those two confused, the zone and the city, which one's which. Now, the reason I ended up staying is I remembered once I started doing, like, a quest here and there that the um, Duskwood is where all the Worgen were in the original. I was like, you know, I'm playing a Worgen. I need to play the zone as a Worgen and fight the Worgen. I just thought that'd be the coolest thing. Are they there? Oh, yeah, they're there. There's even a quest to um, not cure, but to um, give a potion to a Worgen. You basically help him out the same way that you, as a warden, were helped out. And is that, you know, the curse end up being the two forms and having this um, wolf-like form. It, they say you, know, you can't cure it, but if you have some semblance of sanity left in you, you know, you can. They can control that. And it was this warden that they thought, well, I think he's, I think he's trying to hold on to himself. You know, you need you need to help him. You need to. Capture it. And it turned out to be um, Sven Jorgensen. Who's that? There is a little area in Duskwood named Jorgensen Farmstead, which is part of the question. Point is, do you remember Jitters? Jitters. Jitters. I get him every once in a while. No, there's like a, there's an NPC named Jitters, and he's part of this question where um, um, someone sends you out, they think something's haunted, and it turns out to be this um, scared guy. And through these journals, you find out that somehow he's the one that led the Worgen into Duskshire. 
and that when they attacked, he hid. And he basically just watched a bunch of people get slaughtered and didn't do anything. And now he's got the jitters. Yeah, now he's scared of everything. And in fact, like you know, he he keeps giving these quests and they're new. Um, you know, it's like oh, they they these working. They want me to go like get these stuff from these bears, but I'm too scared. Go get the stuff from bears for me. <laughs> <laughs> he pays you, which is fine. That's all right. Um. So yeah, so doing the zone the first time after I've done it about two or three times, you know, before the cataclysm, it still had the main three storylines that had to deal with basically there's like three different creepy guys that you had uncovered the mystery of there's like the hermit that sends you in all these errands and then he ends up you're helping him build stitches yeah that's yeah, still yeah, there okay. he just moved cool. to a different spot oh, all right. and you get yelled at when at the end <laughs> even though you still get yelled at then even though the people should have known hmm you're asking for zombie juice last time someone <laughs> asked you for zombie juice that's right yeah, Somehow it's my fault. Yeah, now that's my fault for some reason. I, um, I totally get that. Yeah, and then there's more of the damn. Do you remember questing there, and you're like level 23, and then like all of a sudden this 35 elite comes out of nowhere and just like smashes you over the head and then runs away? Like on it, a trail? On um, a path? Near, like, uh, north like Raven Hill Cemetery? Yes, I do remember yes, that. Yes, he's yeah. still there, but they've nerfed him, so he's only level 25. So oh. I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did kill him, then I had a quest to kill him. Oh. Yeah, so there's that. He's the one that came back from a war to find his family dead. And he started going nuts at the cemetery, and then he killed four graveside workers. Um, And at the end, you turn out, you find out one of his daughters is actually um, one of the watch, night watch people. And Hmm. so you tell her about it, and she gives you some family heirloom to put over the grave, and it like frees his soul or whatever. Oh, and check it too. I spotted a rare, and it was a human. Ooh. That was pretty cool. There did was, you kill it? I did. Oh. There was a little um, encampment area in the northwestern corner that they used to have some soldiers there who sent you on a few quests. And now there's grave robbers and um, they're just chilling in this rare spawn. Female, I guess she's the leader. But it's just funny because when I attacked her, she's like, you adventurers all hypocrites. You think you just, I suppose you just found that sword lying on the ground, did you? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, man, I got called out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you drop? Oh, nothing I could use. That's I the really worst. I, I don't like that. When you see a rare and you kill the rare, it ought to give you something. Oh, they give you greens. I've sold some of them. It ought to give you like a token that you go turn in to like a rare token vendor and yeah. he gives you what you want that is, you know, hmm. applicable to your class. Yeah, maybe. Right. Well, point is... um, the three major storylines that were in Duskwood, Darkshire, whatever, are still there. They've been slightly tweaked, but they're still there. You still get the same result. So there's that. And then I got a new pet, but I'll tell you about that later. Ooh, new pet. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So what's been going on with you? I heard that you logged in. Yeah, and you told me I didn't after I tweeted about it on on uh, Twitter. I told you you didn't? Yeah. No, I didn't. You did so. You're like, you're not on my friends list or something like that on Twitter. No, I said I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it on my friends list because oh, it updates. It was like, I misread before that. it was like, Root hasn't been on in 147 years. And now, in a lockdown day, it's like, Root, it's 53 minutes ago. I was like, oh. I misread that. I apologize. I thought, like, I was like, I thought you said it's not on my friends list or something like that. I'm like, well, I was here. Uh, no, I was, I, able to, yeah, I was able to log in and, um, uh, I took Zyger, and we'll talk about Zyger in a bit, bit, but uh, yeah, I played around with him some. And then uh, and I took Root, 
and I'm working on that uh, the the wedding quest. I'm over there doing the wedding stuff now. So, in Twilight Highlands? Yes, I'm still in Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've done, where I'm at with that now, I went into like the tunnels and I had to find some chick down there who I guess they're getting married to. Yep. And uh, I came out of there and went back and I wrote a poem or sonnet for him. And I was going to have a screenshot of it, but um, you know, my computer's like all otherwise occupied right now. I think I have a screenshot. Yeah, but you get to write your own lyrics. You oh, remember that? Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah, you, you get to pick. Right. Uh, you, which one did you pick? I went as dirty as I could possibly uh, go. I probably did that just to see what it was going <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of like a Mad Lib type thing. Yeah, it was like a Mad Lib. It was like, it was like a wedding poem Mad Lib limerick thing. Yeah. So then, they, then he recites it when you're done. Like, oh, I wouldn't remember. And then you, I'll see, I was going to even read it and do it, but it's all right. Um, yeah, that was that was really cute. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and then I went, I'm, right now I'm like going out back and just like, I'm killing uh, deer and, and wolves and stuff, just getting meat and hides and whatever, venison for some stew or something. So, you know, I was like, all right, well, that's cool. And then I was like, I'll, I'll get back to it. And um, then, you know, like I said before, at the top of the show, I, I was I was here at work until 1030 the other night. And right now, basically, uh, the computer that I'm playing WoW on is, is otherwise occupied. And I can't turn it off. It's got about, uh, last time I checked, eight hours left of what it's doing. So, yeah. <laughs> it started last night at 10. Actually, it started last night at about 8. So, I was going to play last night, and uh, it didn't happen. But I don't think... I get a pass this time, I think. Because I actually... I mean, it was... It, you know, you can't have a computer. Well, it's like I said. As long as you log in at least once between shows, I'm all right. At least have something to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be like, we're going to log in every day. I don't even log in every day. No, but I, I mean, I want to get back into because I miss the game. Well, true. And I'm having fun in it, and I'm having fun with leveling the characters and going through the, the quests and stuff. So, I, you know, it's something that I miss and want to get back into. Uh, plus, I really want to get, I want to start doing videos again. Because I used to do videos a long time ago. There weren't anything great or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like you come across a scenario, hit the button, record a video. And I wanted to do that because um, we talked about the guy last week, um, the wildvideolayer.com. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Throw some stuff up there. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to kind of get some of that stuff going for a while. Video later. Now it's time for email questions. You too can have your email read and answered by the Hearthcast crew by emailing your questions, comments, shoutouts, or greetings to contribute at hearthcast.com. We've got um, a couple emails here that are, I think, are pretty cool. Well, pretty long and interesting. And by that, kind of cool in that aspect of it. Um, I'll take the first one. How about that? All and right. then you can have the second one after okay. we read, read and comment on the first one here. It says, hello, root and freckle face and butt. I like both my ends to be acknowledged. Uh, there you go. I've been enjoying your show. Kudos and props. You're a good team, both funny and interesting. Thank you. Right. I began listening to some of the past shows in your archive. Good stuff. So many other podcasts I've tossed aside as they're either not playing but still want attention or they are trivial and unprepared. You guys bring fun into the experience. The following may seem long, so skip if you choose. We choose not to. Still, I'd like a second and third opinion on my observations. Backstory. we got a little bit of backstory here. So, since I started playing very casually, mid-BC, they are the same stories as everyone else. You build a character up to 20 and you realize the talents were wrong. You just delete it, not knowing you just respect. Or falling from the tree in Tedrasil and not knowing how to get back, just deleting the tomb. Or trying to swim 
to Zorim Stand Strand. Typical noob fare, I would guess. I think I've done I guess some. He, I guess he tried. Stuff. I guess he deleted his tune after that too. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some of this. I can relate. I can relate. That was my favorite thing in the game one time, like falling out of that tree. I, I used know. to spend like um, a good amount of time having my parachute <laughs> just to see like if I could get to the bottom without dying. Now there's achievement if you fall well, I without have dying. I need to do. I slowly learned by following trade chat and talking to higher level players while waiting on the docks that level 40, I'd get a mount and it cost gold. Cost a lot of gold. I was teaching at a college and had office hours to kill sometime and began researching the internet on how to make gold in WoW. Now, when I had my college gigs, I used to teach college. Mm -hmm. In my office hours, uh, I was building servers and learning programming. And playing... What game did we play? Oh, uh, Unreal Tournament. So, good time. I read some pretty bad articles that hardly made sense. You have to grind mats, for example. It's a mystery, grinding materials. At that time, I didn't know there'd been a vanilla and now a BC, but I slowly learned to grind meat, ore, and cloth. It took forever, but I was extremely proud to be able to buy my mount when I dinged 40. I began reading about bots and gold farming and Chinese gold farmers. The same is true for my flying mount. I did the grind and continued to read online material, which more and more was generated by seemingly every week. Sites began sprouting up uh, with guides and advice. The blogosphere was expanding. I dinged 70 about the same time that wrath dropped and the whole world changed. I was running through Berean Tundra and looked at my gold and it was at 2,000 gold. I was surprised. Doing dailies and quests paid for much, much more. Yay. I spent my gold on some bits and bobbles and began leveling again, and I saw that I was settling at 2,000 gold again. So I jumped into the grind, and I brought my traveling Tundra Mammoth on January 11, 2009. Do you know the date that you bought yours? Um, It depends on if it tags the achievement or not. Oh, okay. Because you know that puts the date in it. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. I then bought the Ring of Terran Core, and finally the Choppa in 2009, June 2009. Grinding for gold was easy. Mats, fishing, buff foods, and selling in dailies meant that I could work to earn enough to pay for the gold sinks in the game and have the status if you accept that hook in the game. What in BC was a hard, difficult grind to earn my first mount became a breeze without without doing auction house stuff besides selling my mats at the market price. I believe that Blizzard was really taking a risk with Cataclysm. They spent a lot of time and money to rebuild the starting zones for new players and old to level up in a much more sane world than vanilla. Today, I believe they're investing the next 5 or 10 years of the game and are gambling on this expansion to make it work. The need to have new players come and enjoy the game and still engage the long-time players is what this expansion is about. The long-time health of the game. I have my Sandstone Drake, and got it in April 2011, and I see that there are no other real gold sinks in the game. I think that I have found myself grinding materials to make gold simply out of habit, as that is how I learned to play the game, by setting aside time to make gold to be successful in the game. It is not necessary, really, if I do my dailies with the goal of rep and achievements and mounts rather than simply to gain wealth. My question to you. Do you feel that Blizzard has redesigned the content so that it is no longer necessary to spend time in the fields? That we can play with much more time solving the puzzles, looking at the quests, and playing in groups because the need for gold is less. 
and ultimately defeat the gold farmers because in the game there's no aching need for status items that are bought. It seems that the coolest status items are earned by playing the game now, much more than by stockpiling gold. Happy hunting scares them on Rune Totem. Okay, so he's asking if we feel that it had, we don't really need to spend a whole lot of time just earning gold that we all kind of naturally earn the gold that we need just playing. Right. It's 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 the basic system that, that Blizzard has always used, which is the uh, reward what they want people to do. And the more risk, the more reward. So they've always done that. And I kind of agree to an extent to what he's, on some of the stuff he's saying, such as it is easier now to get gold than it was before. However, things are more expensive some cases now too. That being said, um, I firmly believe, it's just my belief, that Blizzard is aware of the gold farming issue um, and they kind of turn a blind eye to it because it's something that would be practically impossible to fight unless they're fighting it in such a way that it, that is devaluing how easy it is to get gold without actually devaluing the value of gold. So gold's still going to be worth something, you know, to buy stuff and everything else, but it, it cannot be trivialized into the fact that, okay, I can get gold just by running around and getting gold. People are going to throw it at me or whatever. So it can't be trivialized. You still need to do something to get it. But it's easier that way you eliminate the actual draw that gold farmers have to actually go out and farm gold. Yeah. Now, for me, I, I really agree with what he is saying about just what I've noticed. Now, when I was leveling up, it was still at that point where you knew you hit level 40 and it costed, you know, 650 gold. Whereas, you know, most of the quests aren't giving you that much. So it was really like, oh, man, it just seemed like this ginormous amount of money to get your mount. It was really a privilege. They have set it up so now it's it's expected. I mean, you're going to have three gold when you're level 20. Even if all you do is just vendor everything you get. You don't pick up any professions. You know, you're going to have that. Um, and, yeah, there's. I was expecting to be more status items, more gold sinks in the game. I mean, you know, I started stockpiling gold before Cataclysm hit, and then it hit. I still have it because I haven't really found anything that's made me like, ooh, I want that. So I have 40,000 gold with really nothing to do with it. Because the things that I need for my for my paladin, let's say I want to, you know, uh, do some raiding, do some heroics, and that takes gems, and that takes enchantments, and that takes food, but I make all that just by doing the runs with the rewards from the dungeons. So it's not that I have to stop and do something else to make gold, is what he's saying. Right, because you're going to get enough gold by doing what you're doing, and I think Blizzard also realizes that most people, unlike me... Most people have several alts, and they take care of their professions on their other alts. So they mm -hmm. kind of run the gamut. You know, if they need some blacksmithing done, they have a, an alt that has blacksmithing. If they need some leatherworking, they have a, they have a leatherwork. If they need jewel crafting, they've got one of those. So that being done, I, I kind of really agree uh, with, with what Scarcem has to say, simply because I think Blizzard understands that by, again, Making gold not as important in the game is is big. Now, that being said, we're barely in the cataclysm. And I think that's what everybody kind of misses. And they kind of gloss over this point. Everybody, you know, we got people who are already saying, well, cataclysm was a gigantic failure. It just started. 
It's huge. We don't know, and it, it's nobody has a crystal ball except the people at Blizzard. They don't know what's going to happen. Nobody else. I mean, Blizzard knows, and they're not telling people. So we can't, as a community, sit back and go, well, Cataclysm was a total failure, and uh, World of Warcraft now sucks, and I'm done. Because we don't know what's coming. We have no idea. What's happened in the past, we've already seen that they're doing stuff different. You know, like... like uh, like Scarcum said, they're redoing zones, they're making things a little easier, they're making things more logical. That's all we know so far. We don't know, you know, carry that over, for instance, into the loot. If questing is becoming more logical and easier and more streamlined and the grind, so to speak, is kind of going away, then what's going to come with these next boss encounters? What's going to come with these next dungeons? What's going to come What's going to come with the next holiday boss? What are these, what, you know, what's going to be applied to the loot factor? Because we know that WoW strives a lot on, on, on visible loot. Mounts. We got a $25 mount you can go buy that we bought, or I bought two of. One for you, one for me. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a great mount. It is. It's sparkly. And Blizzard probably, you know, netted a couple million dollars off of that deal. And they're going to do, they'll do something like that again. But they cannot make that the only way people do it. Because you cannot give everybody an unfair advantage simply by going and paying more for for something in the game. You know, I don't think they're ever going to adopt that model. Um, but there's a lot of games that have. Sure, there are plenty of them. The more money you have to actually spend on the game, the better experience you'll have as a player. And I think that's a... I, th- I hate that. Because I don't want to spend more money to have a better game experience. You know, my mount, is it cool? Absolutely. Does it get me anywhere faster than my other mounts? Nope. But it's cool. I still want my freaking green drake. I'd be happier with it. Are you still checking your egg? I ain't got egg in a while. I'm going to bang in an egg. How are you going to get direct that an egg? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I like the fact that we're done with the whole argument of is Blizzard dummy down the game, but I accept the argument that Blizzard is now trying to derail the gold farmer's market. And consequently... And this is the one thing. See, here's the thing, and, and, and I'm not trying not to geek out too much here, but Blizzard has what's called a parasitic market that surrounds it. There are people making money on the game outside of the game by having guides up that people buy, by having add-ons that people purchase, by having hardware that people buy for the, for, for the game. There's stuff that people buy and spend real money on to help them in the game. So these people feed off the fact that Blizzard doesn't give this stuff away or doesn't make this stuff available to purchase inside the game. So there's this whole cascading parasitic market around Blizzard and World of Warcraft where if Blizzard changes too much, it can actually devastate some people. And I'm pretty sure Blizzard is aware of that. And I'm pretty sure that some of the decisions they make are affected by that outcome. What I kind of don't agree with is that Blizzard is saying you don't need to spend more time in the field. Now, nobody's saying is you don't have to go around and gather stuff. I gather stuff all the time still. Because, again, like you said before, you stockpiled and nothing's happened yet. All right, I'm still stockpiling and I'm going to continue to stockpile. And it's not because I want to get capped or anything else, which I wouldn't mind, but I'm not. But it's because I don't know what's coming yet. And the next thing that comes might be really, really cool. Oh, it might be. Sure. And it might be something where they say, you know what, this new thing here costs... A hundred thousand gold, two hundred thousand gold, whatever it is. Um, 
because what's going to happen is now, I mean, more and more people that I talk to are getting more and more gold for doing less and less stuff. So if they cannot devalue gold completely because then that will just completely destroy the economy in the game. So there's going to have to be some high-end gold stuff coming here soon, my opinion. All right. So. All right, well, we do appreciate that from um, Scaresome. Yeah, I, yeah, we, we really do, and um, hope I didn't get too boring with my uh, my explanation there. I find now it was interesting. Both the letters that we got today had to do with um, uh, a reaction to cataclysm because yeah. safety wrote us, and his he's got kind of a beef. He does. He does. All right, and safety says since the advent of cataclysm, there has been more changes than Blizzard counted on. One of them was the increase in players being rude and judgmental toward other players, especially casual players like myself. One thing that made playing WoW enjoyable was that I could just log on and pug myself into a dungeon, and if we can't tank and spank through it, there is always someone taking the leadership role and calling for CCs. I also was part of a guild, Winter's Dawn, that just welcomed any players and ran them through dungeons and raids when the main raiders weren't running. However, when Cataclysm came, Blizzard got lazy and decided to tune up the difficulty of dungeons that had just stopped becoming fun. Players would judge other players by their item level and either not run or wait 15 minutes just to vote to kick the lower geared player out. This happened to me three times in Heroics. Even though I geared myself by collecting justice points and running the non-heroic and eliminated all of my gear with resilience, Players' tanks especially would just aggro the whole room and kick me out when I couldn't keep up the amount of damage that they were taking. And my guild, Winter's Dawn, just died out as the hardcore raiders got put off because after spending all that time getting geared in full ICC Tier 10, it went all to waste when it couldn't get, get them through the new low-level dungeons so they can quickly get geared up again. And Winter's Dawn became a guild that players either parked their alts or just stopped playing altogether. To add insult to injury, I was informed by Blizzard since I took a subscription paying six months at a time that my account will be playable until December 9th of 2011. Now that really sucks when Blizzard won't just refund my money for time not playing, and it makes it less likely that I'll return. This past weekend, I've been pl I began playing a new MMO called Rift. Some might call Rift a WoW clone. I've described Rift as what Cataclysm should have become. The graphics on Rift far surpass World of Warcraft and is still playable on my six-year-old laptop. My laptop, by the way, is a Gateway FX 221GB hard drive and a 3GB RAM. All I've done was update the video card software. I'm not going into detail on how the game plays, but Rift had built into it its game a way for casual and low-level players to gather the equivalent of Justice and Valor points by having zone events called Rifts. These awards are called planarities and are awarded to players participating in closing down the rifts. It doesn't matter what your gear score or your DPS or your or your DPS or your HPS. Just show up at a rift and you're immediately invited to join a public group and begin attacking the rifts and invaders. It's too soon to say if rift will replace or surpass World of Warcraft. That's up to the developers at Tryon and how the game progresses. I know that some of the fanboys will just say rift is a rip off of WoW, but you know what? WoW ripped EverQuest off. EverQuest ripped off Dungeons and & Dragons, and Dungeons and & Dragons ripped off J.R.R. Tolkien. So there. LOL. And as I said before, the graphics in Rift are far superior to WoW. Blizzard, for a long time, has enjoyed a market with little competition, and after spending my time at home playing Rift, I can state that it's a fun game. It was frustrating at first, since I have to learn a new game, but after a while, it became very fun. 
and if Blizzard doesn't take notice, then they could very much become the next EverQuest sitting on the shelves. Wish you guys much luck with your podcast. I think you had the best podcast in the world of Warcraft. Aww. Take safety. Thank you. While other podcasters seem to flaunt their own knowledge of the game and talk about how fun WoW is, they've ignored the fact that players like myself are leaving the game. I don't know any other podcaster that would take the time and interview someone like Richard from Canada who's legally blind and plays Warcraft. I think you guys have found your niche and wish you much luck in the future. If you're ever interested in Rift, I can be found in the Three Rivers Shard under the name of Safety One, a high elf cleric. Thanks for the wonderful podcast and toot toot and toot. So I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? I haven't played Rift myself. I have not played Rift. Um, I have spoken with uh, people here at uh, Riptide who have played Rift. They actually played Dungeons and Dragons online, left Dungeons and Dragons online because they were mad at all the uh, QQing, mm-hmm. and uh, got into Rift and left Rift because it was full of more QQers. Um, and like I said, I have not played. I probably will play just because I am curious about the game. Uh-huh. Um, number one, before my opinion goes out on that, I'm going to be sad that safety... I mean, I want somebody, I want him to be happy. I want everybody to be happy. Oh, yeah. And if that means leaving one game for another, that's fine. I mean, really, it is. Now, I, I kind of... I don't know. There's some points in here that I totally agree with. And there's some points that I kind of somehow don't. And, and that is, you know... One of the things he was saying is that when Cataclysm launched, the way the Dungeon Finder, the way everything was changed, that you know it really invited a lot of anger. And what happened was, you know, people were saying, "Well, now everybody's rude and they're just crude, and you know the pugs are just messed up." Always oh, been rude. The, it's it kind of always been like that. But I mean, I can remember you know doing our podcast and watching the turn of events and going, "We really need to know." you know, how to play our classes now. Mm. Because there was a shift of where where Blizzard was before, which was forget about the classes, bring the players. And everybody was going, this is going to shift because that's, you know, you can't get way, you know, too far to one thing before it bounces back into another another aspect of it. And they got back into the get the class and not the player. In other words, you need to bring someone who, or I guess get the class and the player. You need someone who knows their class. We all kind sure. of foresaw that coming. Um, and what happens with a pug group is you get people who simply don't don't know, mm-hmm. and I think that in a way, a the 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 pug was a um, it did not work the way Blizzard intended it to work, and I will I will agree with that. And here's here's why I think that it put people there should have been like a, no, a level knowledge. How do you think you are as a player? You know, do you think you're a really good player? You go yeah, maybe like a little survey. It's kind of say, like when you go to play backgammon on the internet, you pick easy, medium, or hard, and it go. matches you. Know, yes, people. there should have been something like that. It could have been that very easy. You know, what kind of player are you? I'm a casual player. I'm a hardcore player. You know, okay, well, fine. Well, let's put you in with this group, and that would have solved a lot of issues. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, so what happened there is people just had expectations that, hey, I've been running this thing with my guild mates, I've been running this thing with my friends, and I'm going to pug this group of complete strangers, and everybody's going to act exactly the way they were acting before. No. People don't know this any kind of stuff. People aren't talking. People, you know, for instance, you and I, when we go into pugs, 
you and I are talking on Skype or Vent or something. Mm-hmm. We have a communication going because I will fall off the edge of the world if I'm not talking to somebody about what I'm about to go do. Sure. So that got lost in, in, in the pug. So implementation of it worked because people were complaining that there were enough people to group with and they couldn't go run the content. So Blizzard mm-hmm. said, okay, we'll give you this pug. We'll give you this thing. You hit the button, you pick up group, you go run the dungeon. Well, no, I don't want What I always try to remind myself of is during Burning Crusade, if you wanted to run a heroic, you had to get your guild members, you had to get your friend, you had to advertise and trade chat, you had to make the group yourself. That's right. Um, same thing when Wrath of Lich King hit at the beginning. You wanted to run a heroic, you had to get the group together yourself. Right. Now, when they implemented that dungeon finder we were already kind of like midway through so it wasn't everybody at the rock bottom you know fighting this really hard thing it was kind of everyone had kind of you know passed that a little bit you were fighting something that's a little bit lower below your level because you'd already gotten gear right and then when cataclysm hit you had the random but everyone was so low level as far as, like, it, like the dungeons were so much harder than the gear that you had for it. And they were supposed to be. Right. Now, just my experience um, running through the dungeons, I enjoyed going through the process of a healer of having, you know, being a fresh heady five, having, you know, greens, and then working my way up, getting gear after gear to be able to get enough to do heroics. And then running those and running those and running those and getting a little better healing, a little bit better, and like getting really frustrated and then getting a little better until I'm able to do like the new heroics. And now I'm kind of kind of stopped doing on my healer, but you know I'll go back to it soon. Well, I mean uh, that's kind of the same aspect that I have with it. When right. I started doing the uh, not the hero- just the regular, it's like okay, you get in there for the first time and you're like I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know, you need to go stand over here. You need to think, okay, and then you realize that now your class is important and the abilities your class has is important. Uh-huh. So you start to rehone those skills. And a lot of the stuff that you had that you didn't know why you had or you never used or maybe use you know, here and there in, in Wrath or BC or even Vanilla, now you're using it a lot. Right. So, again, I go back to the fact that there were a lot of people who just face-rolled the way through. Mm-hmm. And now you can't do that anymore. So I think a lot of people were, they didn't manage their own expectations. And maybe that's something where Blizzard should have been a little more forthcoming with it and said, hey, you know what, guys, this is what we're doing. The game is going to change. You need to know your class a little bit better before you start going into this thing. Sure. And as, as far as leaving WoW for Rift, I think the reason why, and I, as long as I've been playing, I've been playing for like four and a half years now. Um, everyone that I've known um, has stopped at some point. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I'm the only one that's like played actually very consistently for as long as I've been playing. I haven't stopped. Well, that's true. I just don't log in. Right. <laughs> but I think the reason is that for me, most of the time when I play, I play it like it's a one-player game. You know, I'm in my own little world. I'm I'm messing with the auction house. I'm leveling up characters. I'm running around doing ar- archaeology. Whereas when, you, when you're doing the things in the game that require a social aspect where you're dependent on somebody else to not be a jerk for you to have fun, you get burnt out much quickly. If all I had was my paladin and that was the only character I played and that's the only thing I, that's the only thing I really felt like doing was doing these pugs, yeah, I probably wouldn't be playing right now. Right. 
you know, but I have other things to do in the game. I don't care if there's nobody on my friends list on, you know, I'm not even in a guild of my lower level character and it just doesn't bother me. I'm there, I'm in my zone. Whatever, I enjoy it. One of the things I think is important to remember about Rift is Rift has the advantage of looking at Blizzard's track record. Mm-hmm. What's worked, what hasn't worked. Blizzard, yeah, they did the same thing to EverQuest. What worked in EverQuest? What did people hate about EverQuest? Yeah, and I've heard several times that... Corpse runs. Yeah, that <laughs> WoW is just EverQuest, but they took all the... They took all the bad stuff bad and stuff got, and rid, and of got it. rid of it. Yeah. But EverQuest has the ability to evolve, and I mean, I'm sorry, Blizzard and World of Warcraft has the ability to evolve and change what people don't like about it, and we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the big grinds for... Uh, like the 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 class specific mounts, you know, you just buy them now. They took a lot of the grind out of the game because people were complaining about the grinding. But you can't make a game too easy, you know. And yeah. I think that's what sometimes people expect. I'm not saying any of this is what what Safety was saying, and I'm not saying that he, you know, thought the game was too easy or anything. But um, one of the things that 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 I fear with Rift. Is that while they had the advantage of seeing all the mistakes Blizzard made, they didn't have the advantage of seeing all the things that Blizzard did right that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. All we see is the forward-facing product. You know, the stuff that Blizzard wants us to see. We don't see the magic behind the scenes. And I think that's where Rift is going to ultimately hurt themselves. Yeah, I know they're developers that went from Blizzard over to Rift and all that kind of mumble-jumble. And then I know they've got some... You know, some similarities to all that kind of stuff. And, and it's fine. And I'm not trying to bash Rift because I haven't played yet. I would, you know, and I probably will go play it. I'll probably jump on, if I ever do it, I'll jump on safety server. But the people in the guilds that I'm in that left for Rift or just said, hey, I'm going to go play Rift. Um, I'm not leaving WoW. I'm just taking a leave of absence from WoW. Mm-hmm. They're all back. Hmm. So is that. Yeah, and the same story is basically it's like the people who were whiners over here in WoW all moved to Rift. It is what I hear. Again, I haven't played, so I don't know. I don't want to get a lot of you know people bashing me on, on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else going, you hate Rift. It's not true. This is what I've heard. I That's would love true. to play Rift. It looks cool. I've seen videos on YouTube, and I go, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, It is interesting. I've noticed um, a lot of the feedback whenever somebody writes in, a lot of time it's to it's to comment their opinions on Cataclysm. Yeah, we're getting a lot of that. Yeah, and I don't think any other expansion pack has elicited this much response from people. You know, it because hasn't, you're right. it hasn't. I mean, Burning Crusade and other probably just because it wasn't changing anything. It was just like, oh, there's this new content you can go right. to when you it's hit like higher level. A whole level. bunch of more content, and now we get to do this again. And we, get, but it, yeah. you know, I can remember like back in the day, people would complain that that uh, all they did was like reskin something. It's the same. It's the same models, they just reskinned it. Yeah. You know, and then suddenly the game gets hard. And I think I think you hit a nail on, on, on the head there by Blizzard should ask you. you know, <laughs> hard, medium, or easy? What would you like? Would you like fries with that? You know, something <laughs> like that. That would be would be something I'd be interested in seeing anyhow. Well, they kind of do that with, um, there is hard modes on oh, raids. Yeah, dungeons and, and stuff. And, yeah, and that is the difference between a heroic and a regular, but... But you're right, that'd be a different model. But safety, you know, you got three months to change your mind. Yeah. I know you're unhappy about that, but that just means you just have three months where you know WoW is there if you do get bored of Rift, and if you do, you can come back to us. Plus, I need to know 
what he chose as his wireless carrier. Oh, sure. Yeah. I know. Let you send suspense. Did I know all that advice? But you have to let us know. Um, you know when that date comes around, your ex- subscription comes Due. expires. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have to tell us if you are gonna renew it or not. So the voicemail has actually, um, wow, that ended really fast. <laughs> it's actually from uh, uh, from George Wow, Wow George, George Wow, Wow George, George Wow, Wow Wow. Help me out here, Mental Loop. George Wow from Mental Cooler. I actually called him Wow George earlier, and it started this whole thing on Twitter about there being a bizarro universe with him in it, <laughs> with Wow George or George Wow. In it. So didn't mean to send him into an alternate bizarro universe, but apparently. Uh, in that universe, the guy is, like, really good at, at WoW and can't, doesn't have any money or something. <laughs> so, here it is. All right. Hey, Rude. Hey, Purple Face. This is George from uh, the Manicola Podcast. And I wanted to chime in real quick on rating for the casual player. I uh, saw your little post up there on Facebook. And for myself, uh, as a casual, rating is pretty much non-existent for me right now. That's just because of the time factor. What I would love to see is a return to how they had at the end of Wrath with the weekly raid boss uh, quest where you go in and take down a raid boss, get some frost badges, whatnot. And it would be great if they would implement that into a looking for raid system. I think it would be the, the first part of it where you kind of just get ported in to a boss instead of you know doing a whole raid. Start it off that way and see how that would go. It would be a great feature that uh, I know I myself would uh, take advantage of. So that's it, guys. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. Talk to you later. So, what do you think? Jump right into a raid boss. Kind of like you know how you would do the the holiday bosses. What if you just had oh. something that was like a super mini? I just want to jump I into this. I would love that. Yeah. Just really quick, boom, get in there, get your justice points, whatever it is, get on out. I would love that. I hate trying to get a group together. I mean, that's really why I haven't raided. It's like the whole process. It can take like an hour or more right. trying to get in a raid group. So you just, you, you queue it up, you get in the the, the raid finder, you put the raid together, and you, but it's just, it's not a huge content raid, you know? It's just like, okay, we're going to go to this room, we're going to go down this boss. That'd be great. And it only takes, you know, bam, you're in. You don't have to spend the hours and hours. And, of course, I would argue that if you're doing that, then your reward will be less. Mm-hmm. But it still gives you the experience. And I think that's a great idea. I would love that. Georgie hit the nail on the head. Hello, Xander here with an important public announcement. Ever stood at the fish market and didn't know the difference between a Maine or Australian lobster? Have you tried to surprise that special someone with a romantic dinner only to burn it, leaving you with a frozen pizza or boxed mac and cheese? Then do I have the solution for you. Coming soon to Don Forge Productions, All Things Edible, with me, Gibbs, and Vamp. Find us at ate.donforgeshows.com dot com and soon to iTunes. 
Step into the dark. Peer into the very depths of your soul. Walk with us, if you dare, into the corner of carnage. So we got a tip from the corner of the carnage this week. Ember silk is the cataclysmic cloth to give. The demand for it is so high, it's not unusual to see it on the auction house for two to three hundred gold or more per stack. You can head over to Gulp Guts Hollow in the Twilight Highlands. There are orgs around there that drop 50% of the time. They're dropping cloth, and they respawn after about one minute. If you head in the buildings in this area, you'll find that they are more crowded, and some have multiple floors. This means more mobs to potentially drop more cloth. For the best in WoW PvP videos, be sure to check out YouTube.com slash Carnage1320. Controversial, thought-provoking, game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. It's so this week we have an interview with a special guest named Garrett, and he's going to give us some tips for the casual raider. So, Garrett, what do you what do you mainly play? I play a melee DPS Fury Warrior. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's what Kung Fu Elvis is, too. <laughs> I go Titan's Grip, so I, I like hitting heavier, so there you go. <laughs> How geared out are you? I like to type my grip, too. <laughs> well, kind of helps in my case, because I've got blacksmithing. I can make my own raid gear. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So you like all geared out then right now? Um, I'm getting there. A lot of it is whack Nefarian or whack Shogal <laughs> and get and hopefully get a drop. Oh, cool. So like you're down on the bosses hoping to get something out of them. Um, yeah. Uh, at this point we have Alakir somewhat downed. And we've got Blackwing Descent on farm, except for Nefarian. And we're actually looking to get into Bastion of Twilight so shortly. Which one's the hardest right now? Uh, arguably, it is Blackwing Descent, just because uh -huh. there's a lot of mechanics, there's a lot of bosses, and there's actually a lot to remember. It definitely throws everybody for a loop. I think it's one of the hardest things I have is remembering, you know, at, after I've done it, you know, maybe four or five times, then I'm okay, but a lot of times, like, I'll do it, like, I remember during Wrath, uh, I would do that dungeon with the the professor and the orange side and the green side and all that, and, and I'd always forget stuff in that thing. Oh, future side, how yeah. we still despise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the boss I, that our guild, at least when I was raiding with them, we could not get past. Yeah, yeah, kicked out of that one. You got kicked it, out well before that. No, I got kicked, no, uh, You got kicked out in the big, um, the first, what's the first... Um, big guy, Rotface or the other one? Who did do Putrescent? Because I did Festergut and I did his brother. You did? Yeah. And you did the professor with and I the, did the professor. potions? Yep. I'm surprised you got that far. I remember you getting kicked out before that. It might have been a different run. That might have been my first run with him. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so you consider yourself a casual raider. How do you, how many times a week do, do you raid? Uh, you know? uh, our guild in particular raids two nights a week uh, depending on the raid team um, 
generally go two, two and a half, three hours. Uh, if we have like a holiday weekend, we might go a little bit longer. That sort of thing. So. Oh, cool. It's very relaxed, very laid back. So. So is it? So when you raid, it's always with your guild. Do you ever? Do you ever fill the spots with pug people? Uh, on occasion, if we're short one, perhaps two. Uh, if we're if we're looking at three pugs, though, we generally call it for that point. Mm. So there's only so much instruction our raid leaders can take. <laughs> <laughs> Are you pretty tight with your guildies? Um, I like to think so. I'm pretty happy with my raid group on uh, Saturday and Monday, and the other raid group, which raids uh, actually tonight and tomorrow, um, they're actually pretty tight as well. But as a guild, we're definitely stronger when nope. we all work together. So, I think we kind of skipped right over. But uh, what server are you on? Uh, what you know? What race? What guild are you in? All that kind of stuff. I am a Torn warrior on Feathermoon, and I actually asked my guildies about this, and they said not to mention the guild. Oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> Freckleface was giving me hand signals. I was trying to figure out what she was saying, and that's what she <laughs> no, said. No, don't say it. <laughs> I can imagine that no. already. <laughs> no, it, it's just a cut down on potential drama, so, you know, no it, mention it like the guild. There's like slow motion no hand names. signals, and what is she? T- <laughs> it's more like frantic, all like waving in the air. <laughs> what are you trying to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so much drama tonight. There is. It's, just, it's discombobulated. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly cut down in drama, so no name dropping. Oh, no, no problem. Killing. No problem. Yeah, less drama is good drama. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially since every guild has drama, so keep that to a minimum. Yay. Yeah, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. So what kind of tips do you have for the casual raider? Okay, I've got seven tips here, and this is this is applicable either whether you're horde like myself or you're a lion. Wait, 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 wait. So, what tip number one, say? if you want to raid casually, be flexible with your scheduling. Give some general days, see where your potential raid group works out best on what days, what times. Uh, you know, be able to shove your schedule back and forth hours if need be. I know, I know we've had to uh, shuffle a couple, t- couple hours ahead or behind to accommodate other raiders, so don't be shy about moving that around what if you get spouse aggro uh here's that actually leads into tip number two. Oh, have some backups on our server feather moon dps and to a lesser extent tanks maybe quote unquote a dime a dozen but good dps healers and tanks are very hard to find by that same token if you've got more folks wanting in look into rotating your lineup everyone will get some gear this will also be of help if someone's sick, real life comes up, things like that. Earl comes to visit. Right. <laughs> I'm actually a good example. I was actually visiting my raid leader and uh, one of my other guildies this past week. So. Oh, so you really tight with your guild. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, That's we actually right. raided while I was there. That was an experience. That said, uh, make sure that your style as a raider or a raid leader meshes with the rest of the group. If personality clashes start to be detrimental to the raid as a whole, you might have to tell someone to find a different raid, and it may be more beneficial as a as a uh, guild that way. Do you mean like me? Like I know I have a I can sit for about two hours and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to know that that other people are gonna 
just want to go until I get it finished. Right. Uh, you know, know your own limits. Know everyone else's too. Um, what we did as a guild was we actually came up with a list of everyone's run times, what they're will, how long they're willing to go, what days they're available. So, you know, some of us are even available for holidays, that kind of thing. Do you have a secretary for your guild? Uh, not <laughs> me specifically, but I collaborate with my raid leaders. I collaborate with the guild master, and we basically all keep a, all keep a bundle of notes of who's handy when. Maybe like a spreadsheet or something. Uh, might be because I'm close <laughs> to the, close to my computer. Um, no, you shouldn't mean to go get it now. <laughs> go get a spreadsheet for me. No. <laughs> so guys, well, Can I get um, a pie chart, I'm throw, please? I'm throwing out <laughs> helpful suggestions. Hire a secretary. Is your helpful suggestion <laughs> for uh, No, my suggestion is, um, I don't know. Put all that mess in a spreadsheet. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, That's basically what, what we've done say? at this point. <laughs> Actually, there is a uh, there's another podcast I listen to, The Instance. Oh yeah, and they had a segment on there just with this uh, last episode from uh, one of the other contributors. That delegation is probably a prime thing to do as a guild master, and he mentioned having a uh, financial officer. So. You know, someone like to plan treasure. out. To, yeah, there you go. Ah. Yeah, he does uh, so, the guild leader tips at the end of the podcast, and he was talking about right. actually having somebody who is familiar with finances actually uh, do that role. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool. So, you know, that can definitely come in handy uh, even in rating because then you've got plans for if you're going after uh, the it all adds up achievement for 50,000 gold in guild member repairs to have someone keep an eye on the guild bank. It's actually really handy that way. Oh, yeah. Plus, you know, when people are, um, when, when you guys do have those guild perks where they, everyone's end up, everyone ends up contributing the guild bank, you know, when they loot. That is cash flow. I'll right. Be getting to that. I'll be getting to that in a couple more tips, actually. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just leave it off then. <laughs> so, um, on to tip number three. If you're going to be raid leading or even part of it, nurture your raid team. No, I don't mean silly team building exercises. I mean encouragement. <laughs> Our two raid teams work differently in how they run, but one thing they both excel at is encouraging their raids. Be understanding if something comes up. If you have a wipe, don't berate the group with who screwed up accusations. Oh, Laugh sure. it off. Repair your gear. Get back in there. Get another shot. We actually even have a running joke in our guild for when the boss pull is started by mistake and it ends up working out. Hmm. Face pull. Face pull. Bloodlust. Don't die. We win. <laughs> uh, that's actually how we downed Chimeron in Blackwing Descent. Nice. Yeah. First, first time we downed him and we face pole, bloodlust, don't die, we win. Nice. <laughs> All right, what number was that? That was three. That's Here's number three. four. Okay. Be helpful. If you have someone fresh in your raid, or even heroics, have patience. Don't be shy to run, chain run even, heroics, and be sure to explain the fights carefully. Don't treat them like idiots, just be clear and concise. Sure, you might wipe a time or three, but when that tested and fire skill comes to bearing you down a boss, that new person is losing their skull, and then they might get a drop on top of it, you can't help but smile and know the effort was worth it. True. <laughs> hmm. 
tip five on that same note, just because you're reading casually doesn't mean it doesn't take work. Set aside some time, talk to raid members, listen to their concerns. Who's having a hard time getting gear? Who really needs to upgrade? Who's lagging behind on the DPS or threat or healing? Work with them. Is there someone more knowledgeable about the class and spec in your guild? Look into mentoring them, so to speak. Tighten up your rotation, get a new add-on. Just make sure that everything is settled out and organized. Now for tip number six. And I know Roos going to like this one. Okay. Raiding can be exceedingly profitable. Yes. How so? Mm-hmm. Well, Crossfire Carvines drop out of Bastion of Twilight. They're best in slot ranged weapons for melee warriors like myself. Look for what we call trepics, that is, trash epics, the mob drops in raids. They go for a really pretty copper on the, on the auction house. Oh, right, that's why a lot of people end up farming those ones when they exactly. can't do the, yeah, get uh, The other raid that I'm not involved in actually makes a point of clearing all the trash in Passing of Twilight, just in the hopes that they'll get a mob drop or two. Uh, by that same token, craftable raid gear are a fantastic way to make some serious bank. Uh, the Elementium Girdle of Pain, for example, craftable belt by blacksmiths like myself. Last I heard, it was going for 8,000 gold on a buyout on my server. Nice. The mass may be a pain to get a hold of, particularly the true gold, but it can be a real moneymaker in the long run. Oh, yeah. And the 25 gold each raid member gets from a boss kill is nice, too, particularly if you have the cash flow achievements. Oh, for the... Mm-hmm. The 5% is nice. The 10% is truly sweet when you have raids on farm. Uh, I'll even do a callback here to BC content to give uh, Cashflow some perspective. Even a 10-man raid a running Karazhan can walk out with looting a couple hundred gold per raider by the end of things. Never mind all the vendoring. Loot 5 gold times 10. It really adds up. For perspective, our guild's rate... Everyone that raids in our guild, with the cash flow achievement, we clear a thousand gold a week, easy, nice, with no issue. Um, we routinely clear at least fifteen hundred. So that's how we're basically keeping our uh, guild mix stockpile while we're trying to get rid of uh, the it all adds up achievements. <laughs> and final tip number seven: look into versatility as a raider. Dual spec can be an invaluable friend, even casually. Our heaviest hitting DPS Feral Druid, he pinch hints as a tank if something goes wrong. Our pally healers have a few oh no buttons, along with their tanking and DPS specs, respectively. Uh, those of us that shell out a thousand gold, like myself, may feel a bit robbed. I know you probably do root. <laughs> yeah, it still stings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dual specced about two weeks before that hit. Ouch. Ouch. Mm-hmm. But it, in the long run, it's actually really helped on the casual side with the up and converse and the fresh 85s looking to poke their heads into raiding. Because it, it may have been expensive for us, but it's a lot cheaper for them, and that means they just get rolling that much quicker. I still want a refund. Oh, yeah, I do too. But look on the bright side. It's helping out, the, it's helping out everybody else. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of nice in uh, those, some of those heroics. So, that was actually about it for my tips. Um, any questions? Anything you want me to expand upon? No, those are really good tips. I like them, and uh, it kind of goes really well with um, with what where I am right now um, in in getting back into heroics and trying to run some. 
some, yeah, like I said, some of the heroic dungeons, you know, now that I no longer have strength <laughs> gear on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so took care of that. And uh, so, yeah, those are good to do. And I know Frankenface is wanting to get into um, what she was talking about, like last week, casual rating in, in, of, in the aspect of one or two nights a week and only a couple hours a week. Right. Uh, if it helps any, we actually went in as a raid to Blackwing Descent for the first time. The first night, we worked on Magma, and we wiped a truckload in two hours, two and a half. We go back in the very next night, since we hadn't shifted to Monday, and... We work at him, we work on him, we bloodlust, and we get him down in a grand total of about three and a half, four hours of work. Wow. Wait. Total for for both nights? Yeah, for both nights or one night? For both nights, we had a grand total of about four hours of work between those two nights on Magma, and we got him down first time going in. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... If you're looking to get into casual raiding, uh, there's a little dispute on what's easiest, what's hardest. My personal opinion would be look into the Conclave of Wind for the uh, Throne of Four Winds raid. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is it's actually really good to get your mechanics sorted out as a raid. Uh, what we do as a guild is we have a healer and a ranged, usually the one doing ludicrous damage, on uh, Rohash's platform. That's uh, the very right-hand platform going in. Mm-hmm. We have most of the melee, a healer, and a tank on the left-hand platform. That would be Anshal's. And we have a tank and a healer on Nazir's platform, which is the, long, which is the furthest away. And... The mechanics involved in that with uh, the ultimate special abilities they have when they get uh, 90 energy is invaluable for sorting out when do we need to switch? Uh, Do we need someone else to pick up threat? Do we need someone to help heal? Uh, Do you need to actually pop some self-healing, maybe? You know, are are you getting the ads down fast enough? Sure. So... Conclave is probably your best bet if you're looking to start out. Um, Blackwing Descent, uh, once 4.2 drops, it'll be a lot easier since uh, several bosses in there will be hitting 20% of what they were in some cases. 20% or in, less or 20% total? 20% less, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Magma <laughs> is actually one of them. Maloriac is another. He's okay. usually our third target when it comes to Blackwing Descent. Um. Bastion of Twilight, if you're after Crossfire Carbines for uh, your melee ranged uh, weapons, uh, Hafis actually isn't bad as long as you luck out with some of the uh, dragon combos. Uh, Valiona and Theralian, in that same instance, can be annoying, but it's nothing new. It's just a dual dragon boss battle, more or less. Um, now, how did you find your guild? I actually found my guild by talking with a lot of the friends I'd made in-game previously. Uh-huh. Who had been disillusioned with their own prior guilds. 
and they were basically looking for a place to belong. We were basically guildless and going, okay, what do we do now? Were you hey, I know days? you. Hey, I know you. Hey, you know, we get we get together in real life every couple of weeks. Okay. And several of us just went, why don't we just form our own guild? So that's how that spawned. So you had a group of misfits that banded and, together mm-hmm. to make and an epic guild. We've, we've gotten into a very cohesive group, especially with our with our guild master of late. So okay. he holds us together. <laughs> how how big is your guild? Uh, officially, we have a hundred and eighty one members, but I think at least a third of those are alts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, I'd wager we've got 50, I'd I'd say somewhere around 80 actual members. That's a good number. I know our, our guild Mm -hmm. has a lot more characters than that, but we definitely don't have enough people to make two different raid teams. Right. Uh, it also takes certain mindset for raiding as well, so that doesn't that doesn't help. Um, how to put this? Rating is different from PvE, is different from PvP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like three different games, really. Right, exactly. Right. As to our guild, we hang out a lot more. There may not be a lot of us on. We gen- The most we've ever seen on at one point is 27 people. Wow. That's at the same time, uh-huh. mind you. Um. I believe we were both running our raids that night at that point, and then so another five were running a heroic, and two others were just questing. <laughs> hmm. um, don't be afraid to log in and just ask around, hey, who wants to go run a heroic? Who wants to go do some old content for, for kicks and giggles? I run into Kara every week or so just for fun. Do you get the mount out Solo. there yet? Uh, no, I haven't, and neither has uh, my guildmate who's been going after it since Kara dropped. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he had the same problem with uh, the Baron, Baron Rivendare's Mountain Stratholm. He got that a week before Kata dropped. Wow. Yeah, random number generator doesn't like several of us. <laughs> well, I don't know, did you, did you have any more questions, right? No, I think it was, we hit it there. I mean, I wanted to know basically... The ones you asked is how he got in his group and, you know, how, how he handled the casual rating, like what you're looking for. Now I want to know before we close out, what has been your most fail raid? Do you have any My most stories? fail raid. Oh, there's been so many. Ah, now I remember. I went in with my old guild along with several of my now guildies to a ICC 25 with four different guild groups involved. They never got past Death Whisper. Out. Yeah. And this was late Wrath, mind you, when a lot of us had uh, had most of their tier sets, if not all of it. So what happened? We proceeded to wipe for six and a half hours. Oh, man. How could Six you say and a half hours of wiping. It was bad. I would have pulled my hair out. I'd be chafed by then. Yeah. Oh, me and my guildies were looking at each other like, is this even worth it? I'd be crying. 
several of my guildies were actually whispering me with curses at that point. <laughs> like, screw this and beep and beep. I'm like, guys, I know. Let's just try and stick it out. Maybe we'll get lucky. Not so much. Oh, man. Six, Six and, and, and a half hours out. at Lady Death Whisper. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, and Merogar took, uh, I believe, nine tries on top oh, of that. Are you serious? It Bone t- Storm! It took an hour and a half just to clear trash up to Marogar. <laughs> We're just losing it over here. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was it was an atrocity. I can imagine that, yeah. <laughs> I was certain to hope there was a uh, a slash suicide emote by the time. <laughs> Freckleface just, just closes. He just <laughs> What? You just close when you get frustrated. You just leave. You just leave. Oh, yeah. You just go. Yeah, it, it got, after that six and a half hours, and the guy and the guy running the show finally calls it, and we're like, you realize you could have done this about maybe six, six hours ago? Oh, <laughs> and it wouldn't have really done much in the first place? Wow. Uh, I just kind of fail. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. That's very it's informative. My pleasure. We like having guests. We do. <laughs> Especially well, someone that can share um, share with the listeners more information than you know what Root and I have uh, experience with. Um, you know, if you'd like me back on, I'd be more than happy to come back. Absolutely, we'll have to schedule a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Great talking to you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Take care. Auction House Junkies, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world of Warcraft gold making podcasts with Cole of Cole's Gold Factory. I made 35K selling nothing but fortune cards all in one night. Wes of Captain by Cata. Why are, we, why are we drinking beer again? And Hagor of Cold's Basement. Hagor, why are you talking to us? Find us at auctionhousejunkies.com. Hearthcast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. Alright, so my tip this week is for people to buy things they can easily convert into something else and then relist it on the auction house for huge profits. What I mean by that is you can actually go into the auction house right now and probably pick up some savage leather scraps. Because people, they get them, and they don't read the tooltip correctly, and they sell them because it says scrap, so they think they're crap, and they sell it for, like, cheap, like stupid cheap, like silver cheap. Wait, 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 what are you talking about? They don't read the tooltip right. Well, it says that the savage leather scraps, five of them can be combined to make savage leather. Okay. You had the same thing happen to you. Because you gave me a bunch of leather scraps, and I'm like, oh, cool, why don't you just combine them? You're like, I'm not a leather worker. I'm like, I am, I'm not either. But the tooltip says you can combine them into, into savage leather. But people always assume that means leather workers can do that, and anybody can do that. Oh, okay. So what happens is people assume that 
it only means a leather worker, so nobody ever does it. And so what you get in there is the fact that there are these piles and piles of savage leather scraps. You can buy them out, combine them into savage leather, and put it back up there. And what happens there is they sell for about 150 gold a stack or more. So you're making a huge profit just by combining those things. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's my tip. Awesome. That happened to you. You don't remember that? You gave me a bunch of scraps. I'm I like, why are you giving me these scraps? You're like, you're like, I can't do anything with them. I'm like, you can combine them. You're like, no, I can't. I'm not a leather worker. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a leather worker either. And then, Maybe I gave you ruined leather scraps. No, ma'am. You can't combine those. I know. So I don't think I would have made that mistake. You made the mistake. Uh, you made I the mistake. So. You did. No, it's, it's true. Everything you know about World of Warcraft has changed forever. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced hardcore player or a complete noob. Everyone has to relearn the game. We decided to level a new character exclusively using the Zygor Guide and provide weekly updates to the Hearthcast listening audience. Let's find out how well Zygor Guides did. This week in the World of Warcraft... All right, so hey, um, please, please, please keep sending us emails with the pictures attached to it um, and your screenshots and your movies uh, because they're, um, they're pretty and only two people send them in, so we want more. And that's how you're going to enter this month to win your copy of Zyger Guides. So you email us and you cc carnage1320 or yahoo.com. Things the other way around. <laughs> cc, well, whatever. Uh, um, and Carnage is sad. Point is, point is, send it to us both so he gets it, and then we get it so we get your entry. All right. So, did I mention last week that I got Zyger guides for for Siren? I think you tweet. Maybe I tweeted it. I talked about. You didn't talk about it. No. Okay. Well, I got him Zyger guides for a graduation present from school. He didn't graduate. We well, graduated the grade he's in. Is he going to like eighth this year? He's going into eighth grade. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So. I had noticed, though, that I was, like, watching. I'm like, dude, you know, like, this is before I got the guide from him. I'm like, you're not really, like, poning these guys. What's going on? And he's like, yeah, I was leveling in the dungeon, and I wanted to run some quests. And I realized he was running quests at a quest level that everybody's, like, two levels below him. So, with a completely green quest. So, while it was easy for him, the rewards were chump for his level. And I was like, dude, no, you need to level. And he wasn't leveling. The XP he was getting was minimal. What level is he at now? I don't know. 40-something. He's wearing plate. Oh, okay. But this was before. Then he was like level 36, I think, when I got him. Uh, Zyger guys. Siren. So, yeah, I went out and I went to his. All right, let's get you this gift. I went and got it. You know, and, and I you know, let him know, launch via Zyger guys. So that way he gets the latest version of Zyger guys every time. And you're good to go, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, I turn around like a couple days later and he is level 40. He's got plate, he's decked out, he's doing the quest he's supposed to do. He's loving the fact that he doesn't have to research the quest or spend any time. It just it brought a another level of enjoyment to the game to him. And I think that's really cool. Cause I know when I'm running, I'm like, I'm in Dragon Dragon Blight now. And it kinda reminded me when I got there about why I didn't like Dragon Blight the first time I was there. I, I really don't want anything to do with their war that they're having and why do I gotta go kill those guys? 
You see, it's been that long. You don't remember. I'm getting a blank stare from you. Like, what is Root talking about? You don't you remember you have to go and you got to kill like the frost people over there, and they're like coming down the the tunnel, and then every or, or the gorge rather. And every so often, the the dragon goes and it burns the gorge. No, not at all. I remember that. <laughs> what I remember from Dragon Blight, it's right where I'm at right now. I bet is the ending mm-hmm. when you get the cinematic, and it's oh, I'm not there. Yet. Perhaps the only cinematic that you get in the game. What? Yeah. Oh, you mean in that at that part? Because yeah, like before, tons of, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, before yeah. Cataclysm, okay. it, was, it was the first, it was the only one. Where I'm at right now, I'm at the part of the quest line where now I got to go ride the dragons and fight the dragons around and around. Everybody hated that because it introduced a new mechanic. Okay, see, I thought you were still talking about where Siren's at, and you started talking about dragons. Oh, I'm sorry. No more, and then I was kind yeah, of it's because you're like blanked out on me there, over there. Yeah. Just, you know. just one of those days. It's all right. It's one of those podcasts. Yeah. So no, it was cool because like, like you know what's funny is I saw that quest and I'm like, oh. Not this quest. So that's why I walked off. Because <laughs> I just, I got to psych myself up. to. That's going to be like a Saturday morning quest. Oh, I got to psych myself up to do that one. Because it's the one where you drag, you, you jump on the dragon's backs and jump and jump and jump and jump and jump. And just the blue azure dragons you got to kill and all that. Uh-huh. But I kind of remember doing that with Root, I think, and just not being happy. I don't know why I said I think he's my only other character. But, yeah, just not, it's like, oh, this thing is a pain in the butt. So, but it, the reason it was a pain in the butt is because it had introduced a new mechanism to the game, a new mechanic. And now everybody's familiar with it because you also hated the one later on in the place where the brothers are. Not the brothers. Oh, the the big wolves you got to fight. And the, the one that she's a shadow and you got to follow them around and he howls and you got to kill the oozes. It's where you got your mammoth from. How about I just say that? Oh, and Starmakes. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to... Um Okay. And there's the dragon quest that you do with the harpoon. That oh, I couldn't go, do it. Yeah, I love I that failed. quest. I failed. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. And you're yeah, like, I hate nah, this nah. thing. Yeah, so that, that was. But I do have a little bit of a beef. Just a small beef. Just a little one. I wish the Zyger guides would know if I was on a flying mount or not. Why is that? Because I get the waypoint system. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you, like, you know, you have to go 300 yards north. Mm-hmm. And it tells you this is the where the path begins that leads down to wherever or up oh, to Oh, so it needs to differentiate between as the eagle flies. Yeah, because what happens is I go, okay, I have to go 300 yards or 500 yards north, whatever. So as I the fly. Crow flies. As, yeah, it's a bird's bird. So, <laughs> Griffin. No. So I'm flying, right? <laughs> I do 500 yards, go north. Okay, 500 yards north. And then the thing turns completely around and goes southbound for like 700 yards. I'm like, I was just there. So it's like how the Griffins do <laughs> when you go, like get on the, yeah, the it's paid like, yeah, flight the, yeah, the, the, the taxi. That, that drives me insane, being too dumb. It's the same thing. It's like you go over and you're like, I was just right over there. I just wasted 30 seconds, a minute, whatever. You fly over and you so like, now you got to go back over here. And you fly back over there and you realize that it was just on the other side of the cliff. But the walking path is way on the other side of the cliff. Oh, there. sure, sure. You know, so it's like, eh, I, that's, okay. it's not a huge beef because I could probably look at my map and figure it out mm-hmm. and skip that step. But... Yeah. But, but then you have to know, okay, should I be looking at my map or should I right. Sure. So I don't want to do that. I just want to go do the quest. That's why right. I'm there. So that would be my only, it's minor. I know it's minor, but it's just a little inconvenience. I still love Zyger Guides. I'm still happy. My, my the Siren is ecstatic. Yeah, I get screenshots from him. He'll actually screenshot his, um, his armory and send it to me with his new plate. He's wearing plate. That's so cute. So they send you screenshots. Yeah. And he's wearing plate. He looks pretty cool. Except what's really weird is he's got a dwarf, right? He's a dwarf hunter. Just like BRK. 
and he's got this big old beard. He was really happy with his big old beard. Yeah, that's yeah, why that, he picked the dwarf. Yeah, because he, he got the coolest beard. beard, right. He puts the helm on, and the beard, like, turns really small. <laughs> it's like, that's a wicked helm, man. It, like, your hair is gone. Your facial hair is gone. It's all, like, caught up, like. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's like a. <laughs> like, making his hand gesture. It's all gathered up inside your helms as tickling your face. I don't know where it happened to it. It just goes away. That's really know. odd. They do some weird things sometimes with the helms and the hair being all strange. I used to have um, pigtails that wouldn't go through the helms. Right That's why Root is has always been and will always be bald. Because <laughs> I don't want to deal with with helms and hair. You know, I, I don't like to be helms look at my female character, so I, I don't show my helm. Right. But I do because I think it's cool. Because right now I would look kind of silly in my cloak <clears throat> without my cool headpiece on. It's not a dress. dress. <laughs> it's not a dress. It's a cloak. Thank you. You ain't wearing pants. And it's really pants. weird when I swim. You're wearing a dress over... Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Adopt a Pet. Direct from our pet master to you, Freckleface shares the secret joys of in-game pet ownership. So we talked about this pet a lot. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know about this pet. Which pet? The singing sunflower. Chili. What? Oh! I hate that there's pet. There's a zombie no. on your lawn. Is that what he says? There's a zombie in your lawn? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's freaking me out even more <laughs> that he says. <laughs> did well, you get it? Yeah, I did. What? I did. No. And it's awesome. What's great, too, is I got an achievement for it. Really? And because it was my hundredth pet. No. Did you get another pet? No, I didn't. What'd you, what, what's the achievement? Just menagerie of pets, I think. Creepy cat lady? No. Oh. No, nothing like that. Of course, I unlocked another achievement for 125, so I'm not even oh. that max. No, you want more. So, yeah. Um, so didn't, the way- didn't it give you a pet for 100 pets? No, it didn't. Why when it you retired like you? You've had perfect attendance for the last 25 years at our company. As a token of appreciation, we want to give you a watch. Don't you think the guy knows how to get them on turn? You know, he knows what time it is. He's going to work. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I'd be like, as a token of appreciation, we were going to buy you a watch. Instead, we got you a vacation to Hawaii. That'd be better. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. What are we talking about again? Pets. Huh. And achievements. I ain't. then. <laughs> okay, so what's really cool about this pet is that the process to get it is... As fun or funner than having the pet itself. Is that a word? Sure. All right. We're going with it. So in his in Hillsbride Foothills, there is a goblin that's got his little house, and he's north of the slime area or wherever the undead farmers are hanging out in Hillsbride Foothills. And he's a goblin. He's, anybody can interact with him, Alliance or Horde, I think after level maybe 21 or so, um, you can pick up this quest. And if you're low level in your Alliance, you have to sneak past a bunch of craziness but because oh. it's I mean it's a horde zone we talked about it last week alright so yeah I remember this I remember okay. yeah 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 so if you're if you do want to look it up in Wildhead the quest to start it out is called Basic Botany and it's a four part quest now it is actually a vehicle quest but it ends up being like a mini game really and it's so cool because you're fighting off the zombie invasion okay, okay? I'm with it and there's these um you get currency from, like, sun that drops. 
and then you use the currency to put down things and you have this little grid that looks like a garden. Uh, and what you're balancing out is that you can plant sunflowers with the currency, which gives you more sun, so it gives you more currency, so it's basically defensive. And then there's offensive things that you can do. You're like you're planting these things that attack the zombies that are coming after you. You ever played a game called Plants vs. Zombies? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's it's based off that. Or Is a spoof it? of that or something like that. And wondering what's the quest I've yet to do with the bouncing teddy bears? That's also based off of some little internet. I don't know. Game. Well, I've not, I've not played either one of these. I've yeah, I've heard this is. I guess since I hadn't played, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But it, I guess if you played Plants vs Zombies, it may not be that cool. But either way, it was a lot of fun. It's one of the funnest things that I've done in WoW, and I would just. It, I failed a few times. It told me a zombie ate my brains <laughs> because they. And past the garden, went to the house, and they're like inside the house. It's like a zombie is eating your brains. I'm like, oh no! Wow! And then it dumped me out. Oh. Yeah, quest failed. But it's just, I don't know, super fun. You should do it. You're looking at me all like all crazy. I like, or maybe you're trying to remember this game, and you're going, I think I played that before, or something like that. And you're Siren's to, like, got it yeah. on his on his iPhone or his okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm just, I'm kind of thinking how I feel about, I mean, it's okay. It's just another shout out to popular, sure. uh, you know, culture stuff. Pop culture is what it's Well, like. you should play it and then you should play it. I don't want play that both. pet. You can delete it. You don't like automatically have the pet. You just have the thing and you can vendor it. I can vendor the pet? Yeah. Let me do it. Just don't learn it. <laughs> or just never summon it. <laughs> I have it. I never use it. Just like my wand. I can't wait till Blizzard fixes wands. So you know what? Last week, I used to use a wand all the time. Run out of mana. Yeah, that's when it meant something. Now it doesn't. It means jack. I used to have. Mul- it doesn't mean anything. You never run out of mana. Uh, not as an affliction lock. I don't. Mm. Uh, but it, it's just not as powerful anymore. Anyway, it's like I see somebody wanding. It's like oh great. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like a any, back other, any other piece of gear that gives you stats. Yeah. Back in the day, when I, it was kind of cool because you could actually have like, uh, depending on the character you were fighting, the mob you're fighting, like, oh, that guy's got uh, an aversion to nature. I mean, I have a nature wand. I used to give it like six or seven wands with me. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Man, I know back in the day you used to all these like resistances. And you had yep. to pay attention to that yep. and. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of gotten back into that with certain raid bosses. You have to get resistance gear, but of course, then they started lumping them all together. Lump. All right, here, check it out. Last okay. week, I posted a tweet. And I said, if anybody's got any questions for Freckleface, ask them to me on my Twitter, DM me, and I will ask her point blank. Did someone actually write back? Yes. Oh, geez. So let's put you on the spot. Okay. The question that was asked. Is what 34C. is <laughs> ha? What is the longest amount of time you have played WoW in one sitting? Not including, I mean, including uh, bio break. So total. sixteen hours. That was very quick for you to answer that. I expect you to think more. <laughs> sixteen. So it was a very, hours? it was a very memorable day. Sixteen. Uh, hours? Yes, and I know I've talked about it before. Is it is at the beginning of when I played WoW? And then my brother moved to freaking Korea. and Freaking Korea? I know. I know. <laughs> and my brother and I Not really... just Korea. Is that north or south? No, that's just freaking. <laughs> okay. 
And my brother and I were really tight. And I just remember, like, the day I dropped off the airport, I got back to my house at 8 a.m. So I was, like, wide awake, upset. And I basically played, yeah, from 8 a.m. to midnight. <laughs> wow. I remember that very specifically. Yeah, so 16 hours. I have not played that long in one sitting since. So. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. That's a new segment I'm doing. It's called <laughs> the Hot Seat. Oh, I yeah. kind of like this. Got a question for Freckleface? Tweet it to Hearthcast Root. <laughs> Maybe they should DM you so I'm surprised. Yeah, that's what they do. Okay. Actually, guess I'll get that bumper remade. <laughs> you know, no, they can tweet. No, you said that's still tweeting. Yeah, it's whatever. Still, still tweeting. Still tweeting. So yeah. Oh, wait. What? I'm trying to figure out how Twitter works. Like, okay, like you know, on Facebook, we want to see like who's written on your wall, who's talking to you, and yeah, go on your yeah, page. Yeah. But, like, if I go on your page on Twitter, yeah. it just says what you said. It doesn't say what the people say to you. Uh, look at mentions. I'm, yeah. Like, I can look at your mentions? I people who mentioned you? Uh, we'll find out later. All right. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> I got, did you notice I got some more bumpers made? <laughs> I did. Where'd you get those? And okay. whose voice is that? This is this is one I like right here. Ready? Okay. Hearthcast. It's about World of Warcraft. How's that one? I like that one. What else you got? What else I got? Uh-huh. Um, Are you just going to like surprise me with them? Pepper no. them in? Well, I was, but... Like us at Facebook.com slash HearthCast. That's pretty good right there, right? Yeah. That's right. I have the best one right here. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Should I put a drum roll? No, no drum roll. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. The truth is, everyone listens just to hear Freckle Face. <laughs> uh, right? That's what you tell me when you're trying to butter me up. No, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> People don't care about me. Did you, Freckle Face, get your Hobbit drinking songs yet? We talked about them last week. We played no, Beer, Beer, you, Beer. Oh, that song has been in my head. <laughs> it has. <laughs> You just got Yiddish on me. That was awesome. That's why it's been in my head. <laughs> it's not working. I'm like, beer, 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 <laughs> beer, 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 beer. <laughs> It's got a great hook. It does. It's got a great hook. I like it. So I, I'm waiting for mine. Mm. I did not order you one. Maybe I will. But mine hasn't arrived yet. I ordered it um, off over at uh, SelticMusic.org, uh, 2001 Hobbit songs. Mark Gunn, um, yeah, I'm liking this guy. I'm trying to be a little bit of... Uh, spread his word, be you know, be a little evangelical for the uh, beer music. Is that if you can do that? <laughs> I'm gonna evangelize the drinking beer songs. No, it doesn't work. But uh, yeah, the guy's hilarious. The guy's got a gift. He's funny. And he plays the cool music stuff himself. So that's really cool. So if you ain't got it, get it. And if you're not gonna get it for yourself, get it for your boss or somebody. Just kind of leave it around the office because it makes people wonder. What would you do if you True walked story. in and you saw a Hobbit drinking song CD just laying around like in the break room? I would be happy because, I mean, that'd be another person at work who's kind of a nerd. Right. Yeah. Or would you be like, who who did, who dropped this here? Mm-hmm. Who could possibly listen to a Hobbit drinking song? That's true. Would you be like that? I would be like that, yes. But, yeah, get it. You love it. I, I You know, I'm sure I'll be, you know... I won't sing in accolades because I 
we all know how well I sing. Uh, so, hey, thanks for listening to another episode of HearthCast. Just like Safety One did, we'll miss you. Scaresome George Wound did today. You can send in your questions, comments, or any other feedback by emailing us or using our website submission form over at HearthCast.com. You can email us directly at contribute at HearthCast.com. Calling the HearthCast hotline like George did at 407-520-5342. And hopefully you won't end up in a bizarro world universe. You can send us a post over on Facebook. You can tweet us at HearthCast, at HearthCast Roots, or HearthCast Freck. We'd again love to thank our sponsors, Zyger Guides, Sistom.com, and of course, Riptide Software. And don't be selfish. Share us with your friends, rate us on iTunes, or give us a link from your blog, and we will link back. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast.